We're recording. Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. Basecamp, 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 Basecamp. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshiping! And this week's theme is... RSVP? Oh, yeah, I like it. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. So this week, Trin and I, not to use a C word, wore a bunch of crab apples. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was, I mean, first I went to the, the, the immediate C word, and then I was like, cranksters? <laughs> That's like a good one, too. Pr- prankster, but not fun. Yep. Just cranky. I know you can't tell by how we sound right now, but we were both extremely cranky tired. <laughs> I just feel like, so I'm unzipping my hoodie, and it probably sounds like I'm just completely disrobing, like. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, it just turns getting weird. No. Oh, God. We're having quite a sleepy day. I took, I want to tell them the Please do. my morning. So my this morning, I brought my two idiot cat well one of them's an idiot one of them just has three legs to the vet to get their teeth cleaned (laughs) and it cost me a grand and the lift driver was mean and then my lift driver home told me all about del militian man and she saved my whole day i'm really mad about that lift driver that was rude to you okay so let me tell you audience the world needs to know we're giving them context my lift driver made me put my cats in his trunk first of all so it's not like like a regular like a Corolla where you like you know lift the thing. It's like a Jeep. So like the cat okay. like it wasn't like cruel. Right, right. But it was just shitty. Yeah. And then I asked him to not play music because it stresses them out. I'm like, and I'm really polite about it. I was like, I know, I know this isn't standard. I'm really, really sorry. But like, if you could just not play music for this this route because it'll stress out my cats. And so he's like, I don't want to listen to your cats meow the whole time. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> that- Oh, I'm still mad about it. Oh, and then I asked him to drive gently, and he did not. (laughs) He probably did the opposite. He did not do that, and I gave him four stars. (laughs) Because I can't. You still gave him four stars? Well, so it even pained me to give him four stars because I. this is what I do. I think, like, okay, what if he has kids? What if he has kids? That doesn't give him a right to be an asshole. Well, I know, but, like, I don't want him to, like, get fired from Lyft and then his hypothetical children have to eat a can of beans. I don't know. Like, all of these things go through my head. I understand. You're right. I guess. I would have, I mean, in my heart of hearts, I wanted to give him no stars. Ooh. But I didn't. I gave him But you give him four out of five. (laughs) And I didn't even comment I was going to write, be nicer to cats. Anyway. Anyway. This week. We are discussing when your friends don't show up to your shit. Good, good job on you for asking us because Jen is a community manager and I'm an events manager. And we know a lot about when people don't show up to your events. Yes. <laughs> it's like the crux of our job is getting people to go to things and enjoy themselves. Right. So we're going to uh, answer this question in multiple ways um, from the perspective of friendship enthusiasts, from events and community experts, and just from general introvert people who don't want to go to things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's always our perspective, too. Yeah. Yeah. And we both have to go to things all yeah. of the time. Yep. So yep. when there are other things that happen, we don't want to go. Exactly. All right. So the question. All right. Here it is. 
I am a musical artist, and my friends tell me I'm great and seem supportive. But then they flake out, not coming to my infrequent shows and not opening my newsletter, which they signed up for. I'm hurt because it takes me tons of effort, and it makes me wonder if they just don't care for my music. What do I do? And then there's a quick follow-up question, or a quick follow-up detail. Which we encourage you doing, because we know that the Ask FM is really short, and the more detail, the better. Absolutely. It's musical artist again. To clarify, these friends RSVP yes to my shows and then don't come. So the words belie their actions. Also, not sure if they think lots of people come to my show, so it's no big deal if they flake. But I don't have a fan base, so it's a big deal when they don't show up for me. So before we dive into this question, which is so multifaceted, we want to be extremely clear that it is awesome that you are pursuing this work and that we know that what you are experiencing is hurtful. And as we pull apart the layers of why this might be happening, we want to be so sure that you know that we're not trying to tell you why this isn't a big deal. Because it is a big deal and it is hurtful, uh, but it's just potentially something that we can fix by identifying the source of the problem. And if we're telling you to change your behavior, it's not because we think that you're a problem and doing everything wrong. Uh, it's just that we want to help. Exactly. So we're going to explore all sides of this problem because it is a problem. And we're not going to offer excuses for your friend's behavior, but we are going to consider their side of this because it might honestly shed some light on what's happening here. So you're feeling unsupported by your friends. And you are frustrated that they don't understand that your music and your shows mean a lot to you. So the way I see it is your friends don't just don't get that. Like they don't have the entire story here. You have the full story. They have a tiny sliver of the story. So there's some kind of disconnection here. Like they're hitting yes to your invitations to support you, but they don't think at all about what that means to hit yes on an RSVP. So it's now it's time to let them know that hitting yes does carry meaning. A lot of people will RSVP just automatically. Like they'll just hit yes, especially if it's a Facebook invite, because they just don't even know what the next steps are. Like they don't really care. And Jen, one thing that you said, you compared this to weddings. Right. This isn't like attending a wedding that costs $80 a plate right. to invite people with like a very fancy RSVP. This is like one of those very, like people don't register invitations as important unless they like get it in the mail and it is a wedding. Everything else is like in a different much less important category. I also think there's just a lot less social decorum built up over the years about somebody's shows. Like so true. Something yeah. like a birthday party or a wedding. Um, those things are so in so infrequent and so socially important that people think about those with more importance that they than they do for somebody's art show opening. Right. Like if, like when you RSVP to someone's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh God. So it's time for this asker to be super direct and honest because so much of what you want your friends to know is in the question that you asked us. Yeah, absolutely. That happens a lot. It's much easier to say the thing you want to say to someone else right. than to actually who needs to hear it. So one thing before you go into this, before you are direct and honest with your friends, I want you to keep in mind that when your friends hit yes on the RSVP, they are probably actually in their minds saying maybe or I'm hitting yes because I like you. I'm not really thinking about this in a formal way or checking my calendar. Or maybe they're even hitting yes, but they're thinking no, but I'm hitting yes because you're my friend and I appreciate what you're doing. And I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm not saying their behavior is okay or acceptable, but it's something to keep in mind that they are like kind of showing their support and then they're flaking. 
Right, right, right. Uh, and I think we're really thinking about this in terms of like Facebook invites. Um, and we'll get into alternatives to that um, later on. But even if it's something like an attending page or an e-invite, the problem is the communication. And I totally agree with Jen. It's that they just don't place the same importance on this um, as you do. Um, so the conversation that you can have with your friends is really very straightforward as far as what you said. So saying something to your friends like, it's really important to me that you go to the show. Uh, actually, would it be better for the friends to be honest and say no to things? Like, would that make the asker feel better? Or is it really, I'm just, I need, I want to get my friends to the show? I think I'm leaning the latter but with the understanding that you cannot expect your friends to come to every single thing. Mm -hmm. I do think it is not asking too much to have some of your friends come to one show, assuming right. they have nothing super important or crucial or life altering going on in their life. You know, you have to make, you have to consider the fact that your friends have a lot going on as well, of course. I think it's important that if you're asking your friends to be honest with their RSVPs, then you have to be okay with a no. Right. Like that's, that's really, I think something that needs to be identified before you have this conversation is are you trying to get them to go to shows or are you trying to get them to come if they RSVP yes because the answer might be that they will RSVP no more often you might be one of a community of musicians that they're friends with that is often the case when it comes to artists Jen and I are from Chicago which is like home of every amateur improv comedian and we love our friends our friends are funny they're entertaining, they're talented, and we support them. But if we went to even one of every one of our comedian friends' shows, we would have something to do every night of the week. Someone we work with, Claire, has a show three or four times a week. Yeah. And we cannot possibly keep up with that one person. Right. She's super talented and super in demand, and we're very supportive of her. But if you want to try and get our lame asses away from Stardew Valley and Uncharted 4, respectively, <laughs> is just not going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> to wrap that up, the first part, I think, should be trying to get your friends to answer honestly yes or no. And I think that that conversation can be had really straightforward. And it's really important for me for you to go to my shows. And it's kind of you to show your support for me by RSVPing yes. But it's more important for me to have an accurate number as to who's coming to the show. Yes, because you are doing a very kind thing, which is assuming the best of them. Mm -hmm. And it may not seem fair to do that, but I have never regretted doing that. I agree. I have never regretted giving someone the benefit of the doubt. I mean, maybe I have, but nothing's coming to mind. So the end of the first part of the question, the please show up when you say yes, the end of that could be that they start saying no more often. So now the second part of that, actually getting them to your shows, that requires you to think of them like a fan or a guest of your show or an attendee rather than your friend. I kind of want to high five this person and be like, congratulations, you are now your own community manager and your own events manager. Oh God, it's so and much that work. Is, is so, and along with being your own performer. So that's extremely hard and it's a lot of work. And I cannot overstate how hard it is to get people to come to your shit. Yes. Like you are so far from alone in getting people to show up to your thing. This is literally like the crux of my job, crux of Trin's job. It's like not getting people to show up and have a good time and making a good experience for people. Literally, careers are based around this, this task. Because we want you to have more success in the way your shows go, we're going to give you free professional advice, not only free friendship advice, but free professional advice from community director Jen and events director Trin. Here we go. 
On the technical side, what are you using to invite people? Email? Facebook? You mentioned a newsletter? Facebook is really bad for it's this so shit. so bad. People gloss over Facebook invitations. I think I have 180 sing in my in my thing right now that I haven't that I've never opened and I never will. And you are just not penetrating. God, I hate that word. You are not use it. You are not penetrating anyone's membrane. Engorged. Yeah. Membrane. Uh, uh. Okay, you are not getting anyone's attention with that Facebook invitation. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet you. Um, so what what Trin and I use to get people to uh, like pay attention, sit up and pay attention to an event is this site called attending.io. Um, that allows people to secure a, a slot at their event in a way that feels more official. And I recommend it. It's very pretty and it's very easy to make pretty. Yeah, exactly. I'm, and I'm sure you've got pictures um, at some of your shows. And if you don't, maybe uh, like just take an iPhone and take some selfies. But you can put like a background image and it, it'd be do it. Yeah, absolutely. actually, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Trin, because photography is actually so important. It is such a good tool to get people to like pay attention to what you're doing on the Internet. Like we've done uh, some research here at Cards and... Very, like, a day's worth of research, so, like, don't quote me on this. But people respond way more to photos of people than they do of, like, your shitty graphics. Yeah. It's true. People really respond to people, like, laughing or enjoying a show or performing like you are. So get get a photographer or even just use your iPhone or, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, tell one of your friends who has been RSVPing yes and not showing up, hey, it would mean a lot to me if you came to this show and just took a few snaps with your iPhone. Yeah. If you give somebody a job... Oh, I love it. Always give me a job. Yeah. 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 Honestly, like if you tell somebody like, hey, like it would mean a lot to me if you performed this task. And if that task is just take a few snaps with your iPhone. I mean, that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. You have some photos. You're going to go to a website like attending.io, the hot new thing. <laughs> uh, when you make your event page, what is the number one thing you want people to do? Ask yourself that. Is it buy a ticket? Is it like your Facebook page? Is it just show up because the show is free? Like, give people a very clear call to action. One single call to action. In this case, it sounds like it's RSVP slash attend. That should be one action now. If you RSVP yes, you're also attending. Even if you have shows lined up for the next six months, invite them to one show that you are most excited about. It's up to you to decide how you write the invitation, how you do the copywriting. But personally, I think you should talk in first person. Um, unless you are performing with other musicians and other comedians or whatever, which, by the way, I encourage you to do because that is a good way to open up your event to more people. Invite people whose music you admire to perform, too. Then make one single event page for all of you to share with your friends and fans, and, you know, you can all bother bother people simultaneously. <laughs> Even if you ignore all of this, which, of course, you are free to do, I am going to let you know what I think is the most crucial step, and that is the follow-up email. Oh, yeah. After people RSVP to your event with a yes, you are going to, after people RSVP to the event with a yes, you need to email them. I would say, what do you think, Trin, the morning of? Um, I like the morning of. I set myself calendar uh, reminders um, for everything that I do. Um, like I took my cats to the vet today. Uh, and I had a reminder for the week before, three days before, two days before, and the morning of. So I knew to do it. Yep. You should never bother anybody that much. Exactly. But yep, I would suggest any of those timelines. Absolutely. So your email that you send to these people that said yes should assume they are attending. Like you should say, hey, you there. You RSVP'd to attend our show, our playtest, our concert, our shitty game night, whatever. Orgy. Our, <laughs> our weird orgy. <laughs> Here are the details. We can't wait to see you. 
So Trin, you mentioned before that your community and your friends kind of become the same thing here. Yes. I do have a question though. Do you think it is fair to reach out to your friends personally, like via email or text or whatever, and be like, hey, just wanted to, I saw that you RSVP'd. Can you confirm that you're coming? So, you know, it's interesting that you brought that up um, because I was thinking about what you had said and what I was also going to say about having one really good show and saying, this is the one, this is the one I want you to go to. This is super meaningful for me. Um, So if that's the case, if that is what you do, then yes, I think it is appropriate to follow up. But really, I think you only get like one or two of those shows. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, you're making a lot of asks of people. Right. Uh, And that's why we say, like, treat your friends like attendees. Treat them like they are your customers. Uh, Because your friends will come back if they view you as somebody. This sounds like really mean. I'm going to back that up. I don't think. I don't know. I like it. That's why I say treat your friends like your community, like an everyday attendee. Uh, because you really should only reach out to them on a personal level a couple of times, and then it's really up to them what they do. This makes me sound cool, but it's not because I'm cool. I get a lot of invitations to things. And when I'm having a bad week, like I was last week, I was extremely busy. I was pretty emotionally thin. It was really hard for me to see all those emails in my inbox and be like, these are all these people that I'm not answering, that I'm not, that I'm letting down. All of these are piling up. These aren't important work things, but I know they mean something to someone else. And the fact that I don't have the emotional wherewithal right now to like s- reach out back or be accommodating to this people, be accommodating to this person, it was really hard on me. And I had to like take a day on yesterday. Actually, I use I'm trying to use Mondays for administrative days to like tell people what's going on, and that was exhausting. Yeah, it's actually t- it's it may not seem like it, but getting an invitation to something that I have to like put on my calendar or you know drag myself out of bed for it comes from my pool of emotional energy yeah and you are not a burden and you are not doing anything wrong and again just like Jen said you can ignore all the professional advice that we're giving you Um, but it is important to think about this from the perspective of somebody else who's probably experiencing invite burnout because honestly if you're on Facebook at all you have a certain amount of invite burnout. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to events manager Trin or does community manager Jen have anything else community to add? Community manager Jen, signing off. <laughs> events manager Trin in the house. <laughs> All right. Um, so Jen actually um, said a few things that uh, I just completely agree with, and I'm going to take them off of my list. Uh, so moving on. Uh, where are you at in your musical career? Are you getting just on like any stage you can get on at this point? Because you're still trying to build yourself and your confidence up. I mean, and that's great because asking your friends to come to like a coffee shop open mic, it's one thing. And going to a concert at a place with chairs and multiple bands is another. What we said a couple of times is, you know, have that one big show, that one big ask that you want your friends to go to. Uh, Try, if you can, to make that more of a ticketed event, a concert, even if it's just a few chairs, that sort of thing. Uh, Because that's easier for people to prioritize than, say, something like an open mic. Um, And if you aren't doing open mics, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And we are really excited for you to try that you're at the point in your life where you're building up your confidence with this new talent, this new skill, this new thing that you're um, that you are pursuing uh, and keep at it. Um, But and eventually you will get to the point where you do a concert with seats. uh, And that is, I think, your big ask time. Are you charging for your shows? Nobody wants to do that. People really want to have free shows. They want people to just show up. 
But what we've learned. You got to charge like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. If you want people to actually show up after they RSVP, charging even a dollar is the way to go. You can even say like, this is a $5 donation to pause. This is a $5 donation to whatever. And then give that money um, away to that or, those people. Or lie and pocketed it. No, <laughs> never do this. <laughs> uh, but, but sell tickets somehow, set up a PayPal account because charging any money for a show helps people actually show it registers differently in people's like brains right it absolutely does i mean even if it's like the cost of a cup of coffee they'll be like that could have been fucking coffee right so exactly. i'm going yeah to show. exactly man one time i went to just the worst movie ever i went to um this like burglar movie with woody allen who Ooh. i hate and i was like 15 or something i don't know it was so bad and i really liked tracy ullman so i went and it was the worst movie I had ever seen. And I got the tickets on discount. They were like $4. But I was like, I paid money for this show. I'm staying till the goddamn end. Yep, there it is. Yes. Wow, you even sat through a Woody Allen movie. I sat through a Woody Allen movie. That tells you how, what people will do once they've laid some money down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so charge for tickets and don't... I mean, obviously you take tickets at the door too if, if you want. But charge beforehand if you can. Right. This is not saying that I think your shows are unpleasant, but are your shows a pleasant experience? <laughs> so this is hard and complicated, and this is harder and more complicated than people really think that it is. Right. Like when we say pleasant experience, we're not referring to your performance or your talent. We're talking about all the other things. Yeah, I'm not even referring to that at all. Like I'm saying, is there access to water? Are there places to sit? What's the accessibility like? And a lot of these things are not things that you can guarantee or even things that you can make happen. But I, I think that when you're choosing venues or putting shows together, you should try, especially the water, especially having even if you just bring a couple of folding chairs, um, there are people who just can't stand for that long of time. Um, and if a show is inaccessible, if some people can't get to it like that sucks, that's yeah. not fair. Right. Yeah. Uh, and there are definitely venues like coffee shops and church basements and uh, VFWs that are fully accessible um, and try and seek out those places first. And then the next question, as far as like a comfort and pleasant experience, are you and your opening acts all inclusive? I so value a very good, well curated show. I, I, and I really think that that adding that into your description of like, I handpicked this person, I've seen them before, I know that they're good adds a lot of safety and comfort to people it's like a little recommendation from you and if you're my friend i trust your recommendations bill your shows as a safe place to bring a date a tinder date a grinder date doesn't really matter what kind of date they are uh, i just want to encourage anyone who is dating anyone to bring their dates to their friends shows you look cool and plugged in and cultured or whatever it helps your friends and it's a safe public place with people that you know like guaranteed those things are true yeah put on your description bring your tinder date i will help you get the smooch i will help you get that smooch yeah it's a safe place to bring chris evans <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would never do that to you, Jen. I would never want to take your husband on a date. Thank you. We have an open thing going on. Oh, thank you. Yeah. For letting me know. Yeah. Oh, and ultimately, whether or not you can... <laughs> Sorry, like, the, for the switch, it's just like, you know, thanks. Yeah, sure, yeah. We're sharing Chris Evans now. This is good information for our audience. <laughs> 
Ultimately, whether or not you can bring your friends to your shows is not actually an indication of how good your music is. So, you know, getting new butts into seats is the key. So I would say kill a few social birds with one stone. You know, ask your friends to make your show a destination for them. Uh, so I'm an events manager, as we've said, but I'm also an introvert. <laughs> so I like to pack in as much as I possibly can to one evening of hanging out because then I don't have to do it again and I can just go home and recharge. Yep. So I encourage my friends to bring their friends to something. Um, so it fills my event with cool people that I know, and I get to see my close pals. So just be super honest about the venue. Like, I'm having a show at a bar, and they have great cocktails, and wouldn't it be fun if we all brought some pals, and then we could hang around after for a drink? I love this. I'm, you're actually kind of making me want to go out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually working on me. If you put even just a little bit more effort into the social aspect of planning that night, you could get your friends, and they could bring friends, too. Don't just invite your friends, invite their friends too, and, and make it a real destination. I love that. Yay. I think that's great. We, we, we do need to address one thing this asker said, though. What? The newsletter. Oh, God, the newsletter. Yeah. I actually write a weekly newsletter for the office. And I would never open it. I would never open it I, if I didn't I open, read it. Everyone opens your newsletters. I know. I don't know why. Because it's you oh. and because it's they're good. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So here's let me just give a few tips from the newsletter that I write. Yeah. It's very clearly put together. There is a this week section and an upcoming section and a new all in yellow and highlighted section. So people know what to expect and where to find what. And it's always in that order. Also, here's the super important thing about your newsletter train. It actually contains news. There are things in there that people need to know about the office every week. Mm. I have never opened any other newsletter because it doesn't contain information that I need to know. Yeah. And I don't put everything in there. Right. Although it has been getting weirder and weirder. Ha yeah. We have a Jen's poll of the week. Uh, we asked, what's your favorite summer treat? What's your favorite chain restaurant? And it's really cute and it's a fun way for people to interact. Right. Um, but And I also encourage you to do that. Um, have something in the newsletter that people can interact with um, and, like, something fun that they can do. Right. But keep in mind, most people do not open or read newsletters. Never. Most people. I mean, how many newsletters do you read, honestly? None. If you read more than one, ask her. I'm extremely surprised. Yeah. So that's the other thing is that, like, keep your newsletters as infrequent as you possibly can and with as little stuff inside of them as possible and make sure that stuff is all relevant information and cleanly laid out right and keep in mind your friends sign up for that newsletter because they s support you yes but th that doesn't mean they have to read it yeah i'm sorry this is happening to you yeah like like we're we're not trying to say like boo you suck yeah change everything about how you're doing your show so your friends will come we just want to make sure that we address this as an issue of communication with your friends and the way that you are presenting yourself professionally because we want you to do awesome there's some disconnect between you and your friends and hopefully these tools will help you bridge it i think that just being super clear of i need you guys to be more honest about your rsvps I want you to go to this one big show, make that one big show a really pleasant experience for people, uh, and treat your friends like any other attendee, and grow your community without them in mind, really. Yeah. Like, think of them as people who are supportive of you, and not just as your pals who are obligated to be there. Right. Yeah. You're doing, you're going to do great. And regardless of whether or not your pals show up, it's not indicative of how good you are as an artist. Seriously, keep in mind every single event and community planner in the world 
is having your problem. No matter what product you have, no matter what fan base you have, there will be shows that no one will show up to. Yep. Could be the weather. Uh, is something else exciting happening online? Or yeah, people will s- literally sit on their couches and refresh Twitter rather than get up. Yeah. If, if people are angry on Twitter in unison... Something's going on. Something's going on and nobody will go to your show. Yep. There's going to be a lot of factors at play here that yeah. work against you and that sucks. But you know what? I believe in you. I believe in you too. <laughs> well, honestly, this person is putting so much thought into this. Right. And I know that we say that about all of our askers because we love our askers. Yeah. And we think our audience is full of thoughtful, creative, and kind people. But, I mean, really? Like, if you put enough thought into this problem that you say, I would like to attack this from several directions. Like, that's really rad. Yeah, it is. Speaking of thoughtful, creative, and kind people. Ooh, great transition. Thank you. I do what I can. Before we close out our episode, I would like to mention uh, an organization from a friend of mine. Their organization is called Uplift, and they work to end sexual violence in online communities. They currently have an Indiegogo campaign uh, to continue to run Uplift and hopefully expand. You can check out the organization at upliftogether.org, and the Indiegogo campaign is a long link that you can click through to get there. <laughs> we'll put the link on our on our episode page. Yeah, so. yeah. So check it out. Yeah. Well, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. And, uh, man, why do I forget how we end our episodes every week? Oh. Oh, I don't get it. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. We are at Jen and Trin. The Jen has two N's, and the Trin only has one N. And the missing N in Trin stands for... N- events. Not leaving the house. N-R-S-V-P. <laughs> Not R-S-V-P-A. N- Not attending. <laughs> Not attending.io. <laughs> Uh, and if you would like to ask us a question, you can do that at ask.fm slash Jen and Trin. The same number of ends apply. I think this is the end of the episode. New friendship at the problem. So the, so the end of... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>